You're listening to The Brian and Gina Show, the official podcast of L.A. Magazine. Here are your hosts, Brian and Gina. Hey, everybody. It is The Brian and Gina Show, the official podcast of L.A. Magazine. I'm Gina Grad. And that makes me Brian Bishop. It most certainly does. And oh, we have a lot of show. Now, for anyone listening to this, of course, the Super Bowl is ancient history. Not know, my heart, Gina. Not my heart. More than a week ago. But for oh. Brian and I, it is fresh, piping hot fresh. His the wounds are still fresh. Yes, they're still, yeah. still tending to our to our uh, our wounds. That's right, licking them clean. He was a uh, from the Niners area of the country. I'm from the Kansas City area of the country, and I gotta say, I, first of all, I, we sat and watched the whole game like it was a uh, you know like we, we we gave an S, which we did. I felt a little bad for the Niners. I felt I was glad. I'm glad you did because I felt a lot bad for the Niners too and their fans. And nothing more upsetting, nothing more insult the salt in the wound, Gina. The 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 Himalayan sea salt in the wound. Yeah, uh, is uh, going online and seeing uh, all the uh, new uh, Kansas City fans reveling in their victories. Like, oh yes. You waited your whole life for this. You suffered and lost so many close ones just to finally reach the top of the mountain. God bless. Hey, you know, speaking of God bless, God bless Taylor Swift. Finally, something goes her way. Something yeah. good happens for her. And she can, you know, shed this uh, this cloak of misery and failure of her life mm-hmm. over the last year or two and, and really enjoy like the spoils of victory. We Niner fans have had it too good for too long. Uh, you know, it's time to spread it around and let others revel in the joy. So you're welcome is what I'm trying to say. So you really had no thoughts or feelings about this game? Uh, other than that, no, I had no interest okay. in it at all. And, and I actually... Here's how serious I took the game, Gina. Made zero bets on the game as I normally am. I'm not uh, wow. the opposite. I'm normally spreading it around across all, all sorts of exotic uh, prop bets. It makes the mm-hmm. game fun. I had an actual rooting interest, so I'm I'm yeah. trying to concentrate, trying to pay attention, smart. and uh, I don't know if that's smart or not. Well, in retrospect, it was not smart, but that's that's a yeah. It, it seemed like a tough beat because from the from the kickoff. And he kept going, oh, this is Gina. This is not going to be good. This is not going to be good uh, for you. The, for the first quarter, at least, uh, what the Niners were playing so well. And I'm like, wow, this, this if they get their shit together and stop making stupid mistakes and fumbling the ball, it's going to be a blowout. They're going to like own this game. Although I have to say, they came out, your Niners came out pretty hot in the cocky department. A lot oh, of really? like, what's up? And I was like, okay. Uh, I think that's par for the course for professional athletes these days. But uh, I don't see anything led me to believe, like, oh, these guys are overconfident. Oh, yeah. They need to be knocked down a peg. I will say that for all of the bravado of the Niners for the first at least half of the game, um, Travis Kelsey harnessed it at the very end when everybody was celebrating when the confetti was coming down. And some would say made an ass of himself. Some would say that would have been the breakup moment with Taylor. Some would say it was just adorable. But uh, I think he channeled his inner WWE wrestler. His inner yeah, I think, I think it's his future. And I, yeah, I, I can't wait to see what path he takes when maybe football is uh, no longer for him because oh, he has Lord. it. He has it in spades for uh, you know professional wrestling. I think. Well, good for him. Uh, he lands on his feet after yeah. you know a tough, a tough go of it. So, but got, I the know Kelsey family. You're 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 so upset, and I understand. Um, but I have to say again, and okay, let me just put this in perspective for you because you're a fish in water, so you don't know what water is. Let me tell yeah. you what water is. Please. Water is growing up in the landlocked. Midwest with very, very few things to celebrate and nobody coming to visit you on vacation. So I no tourists flocking to the great mm. bi-state area of Kansas City, Kansas and Kansas City, Missouri for any reason whatsoever. So the fact that the Royals uh, have been, you know, strongish, not lately, but in general, the Chiefs are going strong. It gives uh, it gives our people something to crow about, you know. Here's the worst part, Gina. Um, in my 
history as a sports fan, this isn't even close to the worst. This isn't even close to the worst defeat on the championship level. You know what I mean? Like Niners have lost Super Bowls in my lifetime. Uh, the Warriors lost a, uh, blew a three, one lead against mm. LeBron and the Cavaliers. <laughs> I mean, we're talking like th- this might not, you know, this is bad. This doesn't even but, qualify. It's not good, but I feel like uh, and when the dust is settled and the yeah. wounds have scabbed over, I will look at this as, ah, shoot, should have had that one. Mm. Understood. Um, just out of curiosity, if if the Niners had gone to Vegas as a mm. team and that left the Oakland Raiders, would you have become an Oakland fan? It's funny. I actually, growing up, I, I uh, was a fan, <laughs> speaking of... Speaking of, I think maybe the most devastating loss of my life was the iconic, you'll even, you'll even know what this is, the iconic 1988 Dodgers uh, victory with Kirk Gibson hitting the home run in the ninth sure. inning off Dennis Eckersley. Legendary sports moment. I had just turned 10. I was on the A's. A little league team, so thus they were my favorite team because right, you right, got right. your your little league team is your favorite team. Yeah, and I I I lived and died. Not only that, the A's were awesome. They had Jose Canseco and Mark mm. McGuire, and you know that was just the awesome local team. So I glommed onto the A's for a number of years of my youth. Uh, and ten uh, year old balding Brian uh, watching this. Uh, Victory go the wrong way, as it were, mm-hmm. uh, was uh, was a real soul-crushing coming-of-age moment. You have persevered in the face of adversity time and time again. And I'm not even talking about health-wise. I'm just I was talking gonna say, about you, you can tell them over it. <laughs> local sports teams. I will tell you who, who was the big winner. I don't know if you watched it, but we had it on uh, simultaneously on two TVs that we could all see, the Super Bowl and the Puppy Bowl, which was requested oh. by both myself and my stepson. Um, Team Ruff, an adorable upset over Team Fluff this year. Team Fluff uh, took home the the hardware last year. Sure, but, it was all over social media. Oh, it mean. was huge. The, the referee had an assistant referee, <laughs> this little like teacup multipoo named sure. Whistle. Um, I'm not a big pug person, but I think the MVP went to Peanut Pretzel, the pug. Um, a, a really hard fought, hard fought win, and. Uh, a little bit of um, Duke on the field. They got that. They got that water bowl cam, which I really enjoy. And I'm telling you, the, the screens in our house were going off during the Super Bowl. Did the, night, did the uh, Nickelodeon uh, slime cast make an appearance in your house? No, that's oh. but but Nickelodeon will make an appearance in my weekend recap. In oh, live and in person, so we should probably well, get to it because I know you yeah. have stuff going on too. Yeah, indeed, I never thought that uh, uh, Gina Grad would be bringing the hard, hard hitting sports analysis to the show, you. but here, here we are. Oh, and I'm sorry, did I forget to mention the uh, the bet that you uh, had me make again, Brian? And then I know if the Niners and the Chiefs go again, you'll be like, well, third time's a charm. And I'll just keep, indeed, indeed. Just keep winning. So I've I've narrowed it down to a few restaurants in the valley that I can't wait oh. for you and Christy to come to. Um if we just want to do scenery, maybe we show you guys what Castaway is all about. You know, up I don't in the know. beautiful what is, what is Castaway? Oh, Brian. I go for like every special event in my life oh. because it, it overlooks the entire valley. It's gorgeous. Casa Vega, always a favorite. If you want some down home, like dirty, awesome, old school Mexican, which Casa is Casa Vega, a lovely, uh, as a place, a rare valley haunt that we've been to. Perhaps that should take a, a lower priority. Oh, okay. Kiwami Sushi, to- so many phenomenal sushi spots mm. in the valley. We're kind of known sure. for it. And I got to say, a little, um, a little Easter egg into, us talking about the food event from last week that was incredible. Casa Elena's in Woodland Hills. And that was oh, the big nice. giant, the big giant pasta with the red sauce, the spicy pink sauce. That, that was really good. So, you know, there's options and we can't wait uh, for you to host us for dinner. I'm excited to make it happen as long as it's not on a Friday. And uh, we are uh, excited to uh, come and join you for dinner at the restaurant of your choice. Perhaps make it a... Uh, a Twitter poll to see what the listeners think or we should go. 
great idea. And if you have any other suggestions, am I missing some wonderful places in the Valley? Please let us know at Gina Grad at Bald Brian on Twitter and Instagram and just our names on Facebook. So we have a great guest today and we're going to talk to her all about her career as deputy editor and writer and talking about Giada De Laurentiis and all this great stuff. But we have some things to talk about from our weekend. And I, I'm dying to hear about what seems like a very special date you went on. Oh, yeah, indeed. Well, I thought you were talking about you and me. That's, that was a very special date. Oh, yeah. Uh, but you're alluding to the uh, daddy-daughter dance that Tessa yeah. and I went on, also known apparently as the sweetheart dance these days. Oh, Because there were a lot of moms there. Yeah, yeah, sure. So as not to exclude, you know. That's um, that. I was actually wondering about that because in this day and age, you know, there's no... You can't guarantee that there's going to be one dad or one mom per household. Her little friend of me last year had two moms, and right. uh, Tess would often remind us, like, they're like, oh, the daddy's in your class, or whatever. He goes, so and so has two moms. I'm like, yes, yeah. yes, she does. Yeah, it sounds like the name of a ch- children's book. So and so has moms. So and so. Yeah. Do you want to start with our date on Thursday? I do. I just, I'm just, I, you know, sometimes you don't get enough credit for not having a, heart replaced by Cole, and I just can't wait to hear about this daddy-daughter date. Okay, well, uh, Gary's got a nice reel that Christy put together on Instagram, but yes, uh, Tessa, there we are. There's me presenting her with a rose. It's pink. What is she wearing? She looks amazing. She's in full sequence. Sequins, head to toe. Yeah, she got the green dress with a green sequin jacket and green pants on underneath. Uh, her her great sequin pants on underneath. She is a self-style, as you can imagine. Mm-hmm. Um, she had been sick with the cold kind of all week, just blah, you know what I mean? Like, not herself. And she actually came early from school on Thursday, uh, and the dance is on Friday. So we kept her home on Friday. She rested. It was very important that she did because it was going to be a long night. Yeah. Uh, we went to dinner at her favorite place, which is uh, Guido's. It's an Italian place on Santa Monica Boulevard. Nice. Uh, just right there by uh, Bundy, and uh, you know she got her very pasta, the angels hair pasta, and uh, Daddy treated her dinner. It was lovely. We actually did Harry Potter trivia and all the uh, all the fun stuff at the table, uh, and then it was time for the dinner or for the dance, I should say. And it was the DJ was was loud. It was there were a lot of um. They made the mistake last year. It's in the multi-use room. It's in the auditorium. So, like, they made the mistake last year of letting the girls, all the girls, on the stage where they danced, mm-hmm. which was lovely. However, it got a little out of hand. So, last year, no, kid, no kids allowed on the stage. Uh-huh. Everyone was just, you know, scattered about dancing. DJ was loud playing. Like, there were some real club remixes of big mm-hmm. hits. It wasn't... That was a problem for Tessa because she, since last year, she has had her heart set on requesting a song. Oh. And she, she wasn't able to physically approach the booth. And yeah. I was like, Tessa, just go this way. And I like pulled off the tape and I showed her where to go. Like, Daddy, no, we can't go that way. I'm like, yeah, I'm telling you, you can go that way. I'm, I'm <laughs> telling you it's okay. And she's like, no, no, it's yeah. okay. And uh, so we skipped the uh, request and later she was like now I have to wait two years to make, make my request she wanted to hear there's a song here where the song uh, there's a song I don't even know how old it is Gary might be able to look it's called Good Times Together and it's about a daddy and a daughter I think the dad might be dead or gone or oh, something that's great. and the daughter's talking about like oh I love when we used to eat pizza on the roof and ride bikes and all that you know it's clearly for like, like- is this a country song? No, no, not hmm. the version I know. It's by Marie Dietz. Yeah, 2018. Wow. So it's semi-recent. And uh, she loves the song. We listen all the time. She requested it in the car on the way to and from oh. the, uh, the, the thing. is, you want to request it? And uh, the DJ you know, was too far away. So no request. So oh. we took a picture at the uh, photo booth. And we took a picture at the professional like ring light picture yeah, sure sure and like honestly after waiting in line for those she came up to me she's like daddy i kind of want to go home because she was you know she had she had reached her expiration date and Music i said to my ears yeah, i said great can do <laughs> I, I another like, oh, problem yeah the other problem was that yeah, go. well here's the thing multi-purpose rooms are not made acoustically sound 
No. So if you have that bouncing off those horrible, cold corners and the concrete, I wouldn't have been able to stay in that room. On top of that, this is like a full on theater or like amphitheater. Like there's seats fixed to the ground. So it it wasn't really conducive to dancing, which is fine with me. I was like, oh, whatever. Um, And then not for a lack of them. We got there. I saw minimum three little girls come up and give Tessa a big hug. Oh, you're here today. Great. But she just wasn't feeling. I was like, sounds good. Uh, Early bedtime sounds great. So uh, bedtime it was, and oh. that was the daddy daughter dance. I I'm, I I just had to squeeze that in before anything else because I I couldn't stop thinking about it. Once Christy posted that, because you know you play things pretty close to the vest, I would have right. been live tweeting that. But um, when <laughs> I saw your wife post that. I I've been just sitting here counting down, waiting to hear about the daddy daughter dance. Oh, nice! Yeah, it was it was lo- it was lovely. Honestly, spending time with my seven year old was the best because, as you know, you know they're on the she so look for any excuse to be daddy can i look at she, she loves cake videos on instagram like, oh that's yeah thing, like watching cake getting decorated sure. speaking like mother, of which, like daughter. yeah right um uh, we'll get to that in a second yeah. Chris, chrissy decorated some fine cakes actually we already talked super bowl should we can we just look at the cake gary can you throw the picture up there christy the same night went to a cake decorating class at the peninsula hotel in beverly hills they provided the cake, which they'd already baked. Obviously, that would take several hours. Uh, but uh, the class was on decorating the cake and piping and all that stuff. And uh, Christy piped it herself, decorated herself, and then brought it home where she festooned it additionally for the uh, – oh, no, no worries, Gary. Where she festooned it additionally for the uh, Super Bowl, the party we we're going to the next day. So uh, oh my it, God. Was, it was – a beautiful cake. And then we'll see pictures of this too in a second. She made um, football shaped whoopie pies. Of course she did. Yeah, they're awesome with yeah. the inside filling and the, sure. and the stitching and everything uh-huh. and frosting. It, yeah. It looked, um, she, I think more than one person asked her where, they, where she got them, like where she ordered them from. The ultimate and, compliment. Indeed. She actually said that. She goes, I think the best compliment is when people ask me where I ordered it from. I'm like, yeah, it looks professional that is yep. phenomenal that is very christy we um i chopped vegetables and i i i mixed sour cream with anna vocino's the dill seasoning so oh. i understand what it's like to put time into cooking too you know um, the struggle. yeah no she christy is is a baking genius i do not bake that is chemistry those are things that have to be done accurately mm-hmm. as the memes say i you know sprinkle salt and garlic until the voice of my ancestors tells me to stop so i don't know how to do baking and i totally respect her for that yeah i think i sent gary a picture of her actually piping those whoopie pies and it's a real tedious labor of love because you're you're leaning over you're hunching over these things with the i don't even know quarter inch piping to probably half inch well see that's the thing i would be good at that you'd give me a task that i can repeat over and over again Mm -hmm. and like low stakes and i'm in but like gina you make the whoopie pies i'm like I don't think that that's going to work out the way you think it's going to work out. So I'm very impressed with her as always. And yeah, I saw this cake and our our listenership and viewership over here on YouTube needs to see it as well because it's incredible. Um, Okay. Should we, should we Thursday date night it? Yeah, we should. That was the, sorry, we're sending Gary in all the different directions. But yes, let's uh, talk the best new restaurants event hosted by LA Magazine uh, at, uh, for downtown, uh, the California Market Center. Was that what it was? Downtown Market Center. Yeah, the City Market Center. It was CMC, California Market Center. Um, It's just an event space. It's just a giant, open, giant floor plan. And they filled California Market Center. They filled the entire, what, 10th floor with every incredible restaurant and cocktail and bar and everything good and pure and right and true in this world. I'm really glad they did because I had told you uh, during the event, Christy and I in a previous life had been to a number of these and Mm. like the space is needed. You know what I mean? Like there's 20, I don't even know, 25-ish restaurants 
plus alcohol vendors, plus, you know, desserts and water stations and uh, a lot of people. So you need that space. And it was so it was so great for so many reasons. I mean, obviously, because they've done it so many times, they dialed in everything perfectly. So, yeah, plenty of room to walk around. You're not waiting. It's like, well, I would have loved to do, you know, to taste some more restaurants. But, you know, by the time it was over, we'd only had two because the lines. Oh, no, 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 no. They keep things moving. There were over 600 people. People there. It didn't feel like that at all. Everything was moving, plenty of room to move around and taste and talk. It was perfect. It really was a ballroom event. I I was very pleased. It, I cannot wait for next year. I'm already counting down because, like I said, I don't go to as many restaurants as you do. And now I can say I've tasted at least 25 of the best restaurants in Los Angeles. And I can tell you what their best dishes are. Um, yeah. There Even was going to as many restaurants as we go to, oh, yeah. these are all 25 were new to me. Oh, God, they were so good. Um, I, I, oh, and if you want to see, I put together, you know, because I'm really uh, a strong editor. <sighs> I tried my best. Um, but if you want to see a little montage of Brian and I eating our way through the event, you can go to my Instagram at Gina Grad and maybe on Brian's. I don't know if you read. I think I may have reposted. It was an, I thought it was an excellent uh, reel oh, or whatever. You thank you. I made a reel. It was good. Yeah, you can check that out. There's one of our vi- oh, oh there we are. Gary's playing it right now. That oh, that was great. we're gonna we're gonna talk about that that. Uh, so we're gonna come. We're gonna have our three favorite each. I think uh, yeah. items. Maybe there's some crossover. Maybe not. Yeah, we don't uh, know. Will, we haven't talked about it. True. I will tell you that uh, the food. The, there were no there were no stickers in the bunch. Like everything was being good and great. So <laughs> yeah, there's me. It's so funny because there were two restaurants, two very good restaurants where, you know, these offerings were caviar and filet mignon and, you know, beef tartare, like Brian's eating at this moment in the video. And just these incredible, you know, just the things that wishes are made of. Two restaurants dared to bring carrot dishes. And I said, well, that takes balls. (laughs) <laughs> and the, the carrot salad, the shredded Thai carrot salad that I ate, it was my first runner up for my top three. One of the greatest things I had there because you got to really have a lot of faith in your carrot salad to say, well, I'm going up against all the best restaurants in L.A. Let's bring carrots. And I am glad they did because that was wonderful. I totally agree. I felt bad. Cause I, I just jog my memory. I took a picture of every, every booth and every right. food. So I was like, Oh yeah, that was amazing. Oh, that was great. So I'm going back and I'm like, how do I choose just three? Yeah. So it's time. Do you want to give me your three? Uh, yeah, Gary. So I'm going to, uh, I'm gonna, the, the order is going to be, uh, from, hold on a second, from bottom to top. Uh, da, da, da. yeah, sorry about that. I do have, okay. Yeah. Sorry, you don't know this. Um, Gary, the, uh, be, uh, my third place, sorry, this is a great production. Boy. In third place, uh, you saw a picture of it on Gina's Reel, is uh, meeting the uh, beef uh, cones. Tartar, yeah. Yeah, the beef tartar cones. And S, is it Espelette? It looks like Espelette, Beverly Hills. Yeah, the Waldorf Astoria in Beverly yeah. Hills, which I actually have been to because they have a pretty awesome um, rooftop, like bar mm-hmm. area, you know, overlooking mm-hmm. the whole city. Never been to Espelette. Uh, they are serving uh, these uh, little, I guess they were eh, the you know, size of uh, a large battery, but they were like, uh, <laughs> they, they were maybe, beef maybe, or maybe three inches. Yeah, yeah, they were beef tartar cones, and they were awesome. They were so delectable, like so savory, and they were good for like two bites, and it was awesome. I really enjoyed uh, the uh, beef tartar cones that Espelette was serving. And I took your word for it, and my girl Becky, who came with me, because I don't have the stones yet for tart for beef tartar. I'm oh, is that no advance. It is too advanced for me. Um, Becky, who knows my, my dieting, my diet as in my food history inside. And I was like, Gina, I don't know if you're, I don't know if you're ready for beef tartare. So hey, but- shout out to your friend Becky, by the way, for doing the dirty work, often um, <laughs> mewling us food and uh, throwing away a lot of our trash oh. and uh, also securing places in line. That was, that was huge. <laughs> 
Becky was like our personal concierge. And uh, yeah, she's my girl. Before I was married and when she even when she was in a long term relationship, we are husband and wife. I am the husband who gets just I just do what she tells me. And it always go. works out for the best. So, yeah, she mm-hmm. was fantastic. Um, okay. Do you want me to give you one of mine? Yeah, give me your number three if you want to start with number three. Yeah, we don't have to look at any pictures or vid. I'm just going to tell you, and you just saw it in the clip there. Casalena's Vodka Lumaconi. That was uh, the spicy vodka sauce, ricotta, and pesto spice. And the reason, in, in Yiddish, the word is puchki. It's puchki. It's geschmacked. It's, it's just oozing with deliciousness and savory flavorful soft yeah puchki is like a soft kind of gooey deliciousness and really good well i looked up lumaconi because i'd never heard of that that specifically i guess a lumaconi is um in italian it's a large snail shell so that's the pasta the pasta are these oh. giant snail shell shaped pasta so you get one per cup and it was a party in the mouth, and uh, we may be going there for our for our Super Bowl bet. I wasn't that that'd be a great choice. I was not prepared for it to be one large uh, pasta <laughs> piece either. because I dug into this thing, and out comes a gigantic, like you said, snail shell yeah. shaped pasta. And I'm like, all right, went in Rome. Yolo. Went in Rome. Take it all in, baby. Yep. So give me your second because I know we don't have a ton of time. We still have to talk a little more weekend. No, no, this this is this is worth it. Um, the long line at Uchi in West Hollywood was worth it because they had what I think was like a uh, a crudo. They had that layered uh, thing in the bowl that was uh, like it was uh, as far as I can tell, tuna and citrus and mm-hmm. some sort of like ponzu sauce, maybe mm-hmm. an extra, but it was great. I think even you and Becky may have gone back for seconds. We did. I'm going to skip ahead and spoil and say that was my number one. Oh, yeah, it was um, really good. Because, well, they had, yeah, like something kind of like a, a poke bowl, which was great. But the showstopper of showstoppers was yellowtail, I believe, like hamachi, mm-hmm. so thinly, beautifully sliced sashimi layered with a slice of orange and this beautiful ponzu sauce, as, as Brian said. And we just, you know, you kind of stand, you just go to these tables, standing tables and chit chat with whoever's there. Well, there happened to be a food critic there. And he said, you must eat the, the yellowtail with the piece of orange. Don't eat them separately. Right. Thank God he told us because the explosion of, of, savory goodness and umami goodness came together with the citrus. And that was my number one. So I couldn't agree more uh, with that being on the list. Nice. Uh, the most um, uh, inspired, I think, or certainly the most surprising to me was I got up to the front of the line at Donna's in Echo Park mm. and uh, they're serving cannolis and uh, tiramisu. The yeah. cannoli, it turns out, is not a, a sweet cannoli, but in fact, stuffed with, now correct me, correct me if I'm wrong, but it was stuffed with salmon, correct? A salmon mousse. Yeah, it was, it was really, so they told me that and I'm like, really? I'm like, all right. I mean, I'm, I'm adventurous. Like, give anything a shot. And I tasted it and it was so savory and so good and, uh, made me forget all about sweet cannolis. Yeah. And the tiramisu was more or less traditional. I thought actually a kind of an eggnog buttermilk kind of flavor to it. Yeah, it was great. It was a really nice pairing. I don't know when I'll ever make it over to Echo Park. So I'm so glad that a restaurant like Donna's was at this event and I was able to try the salmon stuffed cannoli and the tiramisu. Yeah, that was my other runner-up honorable mention. It was literally like butter. It was like a perfect stick of butter shoved into every cannoli. And I mean that in the best possible way. It was so rich and smooth. And oh, my God, it was incredible. It was Um, a nice surprise. Well, I'll give you my number two since I gave you my one and three. A sleeper hit, last minute buzzer beater. Brian and I were done. We had thrown in the towel. We had meatballs and we had salads and we had desserts and we had Everything you could possibly think of. Then, of course, Becky comes striding up with uh, some chicken wings and chicken drumettes. Oh, yeah. Like, where, where do those come from? Oh, I don't think there's any left. I was hold my beer. So I ran over, got us some, took one bite into the crunchiest, juiciest, 
chicken drumsticks and wings I've ever had in my life. That was courtesy of Didi, D-I-D-I. That yeah, I, was I don't, like, I don't oh. think I tried this. Oh, Brian. This might have been the one thing I didn't try. And, and you thought it was that good? It was oh, my second terrible. choice. Just Bad choice by me. Crunchy and juicy and not oily or fatty. Just like dry in the sense that it was not oily or greasy at all. But juicy and crunchy and perfect. Didi coming in hot with the drumsticks and the wow. wings. It was just an incredible event. Um I, I, we just, we can't thank LA Magazine enough for putting it on and for throwing us a couple of tickets and enjoying everything. And you do not want to miss this next year. Somebody said to me, damn, well, I don't live in LA. I said, this, you fly in for this. This would yeah, be a this, really this, this fun is a thing good occasion. The yeah. fact that there's 25 ish, I assume oh. every year, like cool new restaurants, like is worth like uh, making a trip. Yeah. This is not, yeah. Th- this, this is, this is worth the price. This is worth the flight. I mean, this is so much fun. The music was banging. The drinks were flowing. The food was being served up hot. Everybody looked great. You know, a cool clientele. And just, I, I cannot wait for next year. So uh, hats off once again to LA Magazine in there. Yeah, event. super well-run event. I enjoyed all of it. And uh, yeah, same as you. Can't wait for next Oof. year. All right. Well, I'll just, uh, do you have, you have a couple other weekend things. I'll just hate you with mine. Let me see you, Gary. Let me just uh, show the pictures of Chrissy's cakes and, uh, there's oh, the Oh my pies. God. Wait a second. <sighs> You're right. She did the lacing on each football. The, the piping on the whoopie pies is also designed. There's, there's sprinkly sparkles around the icing and she is hand piping each one that says sf on them with a serif on the s and the f i'd also like to point out that chrissy is dressed like a whoopie pie she has like sparkles on her arms on her arms she has sparkles so uh, i didn't realize that she was uh, drawing inspiration for her own outfit dressed like said whoopie pie there's the cake Oh, oh i love that so Tessa actually did the uh, little beads on the S Beautiful. and the F. Yeah, she put them on with a uh, little uh, uh, food tweezers, which are just giant tweezers. But uh, yeah, the cake was decorated completely by Christy. So yeah, from what I saw on Christy's Instagram, um, they taught them Victorian piping, which I did not know was a thing. Of course, Christy did a gorgeous job and then, of course, made it even more gorgeouser with her SF, which I'm not offended by at all because you're a San Francisco family and that's what you're supposed to do. So beautifully done, um, Christy Bishop. Um, so I'll just, I'll just go through a couple things. I want a couple, you know, yeah. people who are theme park enthusiasts and TV enthusiasts to know. We ended back up at a uh, universal Friday evening, which we oh. are, which is very normal for us. Uh, sure. they closed early for an event at six, but so we only went on, I, what I believe besides the tram are the shortest and the longest ride. Um, but the picture that Gary has up right now, you guys need to go see this on YouTube. This is the brand new power up cafe for all you Mario fans. This is on the main drag, right? As you walk in, you know, there's like the little main street. Sure, sure. So instead of going all the way downstairs and going into the full Nintendo verse and into the, you know, Toad's cafe, this is a little power up cafe on the main street. It's very cute. They have little fizzy drinks with, you know, little toys and prizes and popcorn nice. and pretzels. Very simple, but uh, for for real Mario enthusiasts, of which there are a plenty, there's another um, little uh, little snack shop that you should hit up as soon as you go into the park, you know, maybe right. 100 feet in, whatever. Nice. Um, so yeah, we hit the Hippogriff, shortest ride in the park, uh, you know, just the outdoor roller coaster, which is a lot of fun. And the Simpsons ride, which is among the longest oh, yes. and the best. Oh, uh, we never go on it because the wait is so long. Um, yeah, it's funny. Uh, Gary just put this picture up. We went to Anahitos, which is a great little Mexican place on in City Walk. And again, you don't have to even go in the park to enjoy City Walk. It's it, if you feel like you're in an amusement park without the rides, it's great. It's fun. There's shops. There's restaurants. It's great. So we it's got home. Like, like in the sense of kind of like downtown Disney, where exactly. it's like, hey, if you just want to taste, literally, you can walk around downtown Disney, and not to bother with the park. Exactly. So we get home and it's canoodle o'clock. You know, which which the boy demands um, before he goes to bed, you know, some some cuddling and he goes, wait, wait, this time. Hold on. He had to get every Simpsons 
prize that my husband has won him upstairs by the crusty land stuff, you know, with the basketball. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So the pillow that was underneath our heads is massive, like almost didn't fit in his bed. And that was the latest offering from Andy. But we got Bart, we got a pretty much life-size principal skinner. We oh have pillows. He wins him. He was trying to win him groundskeeper Willie, quote unquote, life-size, but uh, he, he was one basketball away. So he got um, the big pillow this time. But so we were going to, we were going to cuddle in bed and watch an episode of The Simpsons, but it was getting late. And we told the boy, you know, hit the bricks. So, um, Saturday, they had their basketball game. They didn't win, but I'm so proud of them putting up some, some sweet shots. Saturday, very, uh, uneventful day for me, but also very eventful. I spent most of the day working on my midterm paper for my sociology. Oh, oh nice. Yeah. What's the, uh, mid, what's the midterm subject? Oh, there's three. I have to cover. It, they're light though. I'll give the teacher that. They're, they're, you don't have to think too hard about these. Um, the ethics of the death penalty, um, joblessness in the inner cities, and uh, the 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 fraud basically behind the theory of six degrees of separation. So light. Well, I'm intrigued by the last one. <laughs> it's all it's all these you know we just, you read these studies and you read these case studies okay. and sort of take them apart. But it's a lot, man. I forgot the amount of work. Wow. And it's so funny because he doesn't know us, you know, we're like, he doesn't know the online students, you know, yeah. he when he reads these papers, I have a sneaking suspicion. He'll go, well, that's an angry old lady. Because <laughs> we're, he's like, you know, do your citations in APA style or Chicago. And I'm like, I don't know what any of that is, but let me tell you about HUD and how I think we could <laughs> utilize the urban housing development and help with the jobless. He's going to go, who is this? Who's this woman? Yeah. Who she so I can't wait to put a button on that and send that in. Oh, please um, share your grade when that comes out. Well, I'm scared. It's out of 100. So far, I've gotten A's on all my quizzes. But um, I don't know. I mean, I've been out of the game a while. <laughs> this ought to be interesting, man. I'm, I'm uh, more than a little curious. I am curious, too, what he's going to think of this. So um, finally, Sunday, uh, the kid's into Pokemon, man. He's into Pokemon. So he taught himself because, you know, they just want to trade the cards. They don't actually know how to play the Pokemon card game. He taught himself before I got up in the morning. You know, he, he looked it up on YouTube taught himself how to play the card game and then forced, I mean, allowed me to play that with him sure. for multiple hours. And do you know why I completely <laughs> encourage this? Please. You know what you don't see on that table? Drugs. And screen. Yes, you're right. Very he, tactile. He loves his analog. He's into, he, I go, well, what are you going to do in your room? I just want to look at my cards. They're, they're, I mean, yeah, you do end up spending a ton when you buy so many of them, but you know, packed to like, Six bucks a piece. You get like 10 cards. He's hey, loving it. I get, I get it. You're looking at a former card collector. Right. So, uh, card collecting, professional wrestling, and uh, Saturday Night Live were the biggest things oh. in my young, young days. And uh, so, so I respect the hustle. I respect the game. You get it. I will say that my daughter, Tessa, has borderline... Um, Hostility towards the boys who uh, do Pokemon. They all, all the girls do. Yeah, she's like, "Ugh, one of those boys is like a stupid Pokemon." Like, she's right. I don't know. Tessa, I, I, I really couldn't tell you authoritatively. <laughs> well, I'm into it now because it gives us something to do together that he likes, and that's fine. Right. That's uh, he also he's been into PSA ratings. I assume as a baseball collector. <laughs> You know what that is? I do. He was dying. He didn't care if it was Pokemon or otherwise. He was dying for a PSA rated card in general. Oh. Just said it. So Andy, they went to the card shop and got him two very reasonable. I was going to say, low, just because they're graded doesn't necessarily no. mean they're worth a ton of money. Low double digit uh, baseball cards. And he like sleeps with them. I mean, he think it, it, that's the thing because it's a PSA eight or PSA sure. for, for players he's never heard of. It doesn't matter. So that was pretty funny. Um, two more picks. I was driving to the park here in um in, in the valley. Wow. Please tell me that's a homeless encampment. Something tells me. <laughs> You guys, seriously, this We're picture, looking at the world's most elaborate trios. You guys have to go and watch this on YouTube. I can't explain. I mean, this is a... this is. It looks like something on Harry Potter. It looks like Harry Potter meets some sort of land 
pirate ship. I saw this. I'm assuming there's no zoning or HOA policies on this street. Oh, you could live in that. You could rent that like on a yeah. permanent basis. Like in this, I'd Airbnb it for a weekend. It's like a three story tree house that you can't even get to the first story without going up these like windy spiral steps. You can kind of see in the background. Okay. I just stopped and gawked at it. it it's incredible. I don't know how that's quite the know. construction. Yeah. Quite the feet. Yeah. So please come look at this. It's you think you know what we're talking about. I promise. Where, where you is this? This is in Valley Village. I don't know how to describe this. It looks I like uh, I, I. It looks as though it looks as though a flood, like a like a uh, uh, a tsunami, came through and like washed a small backyard like a shack into a tree. <laughs> but it also seems safe. Like there's a whole staircase. Oh, yeah, it seems structurally sound. It's just, you got to see it. You got to see it. It's very hard to explain. If people were in it, I just would have begged them to let me join. Anyway. Is that like a relaxing deck situation up top? I think so. It it looks like a crow's nest. Yeah, but. I mean, like in terms of like pirate ship. That's like your like rooftop deck. Literally. That's that's the roof. Well, well done. Whoever whoever this maniac is. I know. (laughs) It's just, I couldn't move. I was just staring at this thing, so I can't wait to hear what, what you guys think. Finally, Gary, before you put up the picture, um, does your daughter, I'm sure she watches a lot of Nickelodeon shows. No, never. Um, Sorry. I don't know. She didn't have your point. Okay. For, every, for everybody else listening whose kids are, you know, have seen plenty of Nickelodeon, because in our house, boy, the bar has been set low. It, oh, really? When I say you can watch, you know, when he wants to watch TV, I say yes, but it has to have a beginning, middle, and end. And that's what keeps him from just watching random YouTube, like yeah. brain rotting. Like, yes. Thankfully, we have not crossed the YouTube oh. Rubicon uh, to uh, to the endless pit that is uh, children's entertainment over You're there. Smart. That said, the worst things that my daughter watches are um, zombies on Disney. Okay. Uh, watches um, what's the other one? The other one is zombies and descendants. Is- Yes, Descendants. Yeah, Thank you very it. much. And also, she loves, she says, she, for some reason, she watches the crappy straight to video sequels that oh, are coming sure. out like, oh, in sure. the 80s and they're now streaming on Disney yeah. Plus. Like, yeah. It's all about like Aladdin 2. And I'm like, oh. this is not a good movie. Yeah. Okay. So but at, least, at least we're structurally there. Yeah. Like that's said, what I'm saying. Beginning, middle, and beginning, end. Middle and, end. and so I'm, you know, working or whatever, and he's watching these shows, and some of them, like they're cute they're better than what we had and there's this pretty funny one called henry danger and it's oh, like yeah. yeah it's like a kid you know a, a superman situation where he you know nobody knows that he really is the sidekick of this uh, captain man and this whole thing so we're at the basketball court and my little kid boy stepson can be very shy like with with strangers and he okay. goes lady lady because you know he calls me lady lady that's that's captain man from henry danger pushing his kid over there and i go are you serious and i go did you say anything to him which of course the answer is no he goes yeah i did i go what'd you say and he goes <laughs> he goes i went over to him and i just said best show ever and i was like I'm so proud of you. All right. The guy said, hey, thanks. So the rest of the day at the park was just him orbiting the guy. Sure. Just trying to you want to be around him. In. Yeah. And me going, we'll go over there and take a pic. No, stop embarrassing me. No. Like he's like going to kill himself. Sure. because. And I go, honey, it's fine. In fact, you know, this is where I pull my card because, you know, you and I are very famous. Known the oh, world yeah. over. But I'll say, remember when, you know, that woman came up to me at the park and I gave her a picture and we talked at Universal and they said, oh, my, you don't you just do it. You're just nice. You don't. he's not going to say anything mean to you or reject you. Of course, he's going to do it. So I finally convinced him this was the fruits of that labor. Oh, tell me the guy backhanded him. Kicked him oh, right in the ass. Took his milk money. Uh, yeah, this is Captain Man from Henry Danger, and right. it was very exciting. And that's a sweet celebrity setting for a kid. It was great. It was really, really good. And then we got home and Super Bowl, and the rest is history. So you know, strong weekend. Here, we, I was going to say packed. Speaking yeah. of packed, would you welcome our uh, guests into the show? 
Yes. And before we do that, I have to just take a quick break and put on my better jewelry because it's a guest and we want to make sure that we look our best. Um, So let me go grab my Alex and Ani. Hey, everybody. What's up? It's Gina Grad. And when you're searching for the perfect piece of jewelry, it can be hard to find a brand you trust. Alex and Ani has been creating meaningful jewelry for over 20 years, designing pieces that connect you with all of life's important moments. With an emphasis on value, there is truly something for everyone. They've recently launched their everyday collection, I could not love it more. These pieces are made from stainless steel and an advanced water-resistant plating method that doesn't tarnish. It has the look of real gold. It's beautiful. I love these pieces because they feel so classic, but they have so much versatility. Alex and Ani are also featuring some gorgeous pieces that I have right here, like Black Lotus, this gorgeous Black Lotus charm necklace, and their Stay Wild pendant, and their Wings of Protection necklace that have a classic and vintage vintage feel. See that? And of course, you can't forget their signature bangle bracelets, which I'm also wearing. And I have a lot of their stuff. I have the numerology bracelets. I have the hula dancer to commemorate a meaningful trip I took to Hawaii. From classic to bold statement pieces, Alex and Ani makes it easy to sprinkle your personality into each piece or make a truly meaningful gift for someone you care about. Meanwhile, you can take comfort in knowing that you're shopping with a socially conscious brand. As Alex and Ani has donated over $60 $60 million to nonprofits worldwide, connecting fashion and philanthropy in an easy, fun, affordable way. Right now, Alex and Ani is offering our audience 20% off. So check their gorgeous collection out at alexandani.com and use the promo code MIDAS, that's M-E-I-D-A-S, at alexandani.com. Use that promo code at checkout for 20% off your order. Come and get something beautiful. Okay, now... Let's welcome our guest, Jasmine Rosenberger. I'm so excited. We are back with Jasmine Rosenberg, very exciting deputy editor of LA Magazine. And I mean, that would have been enough, Dianu, but no, 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 no. She has essays in the New York Times and Variety and Lena Dunham's Lenny Letter, which I love, and a novel, Oh Nothing, How the Other Half Hamptons. Jasmine, thank you so much for being here. Of course. No, this has been very exciting. Um, Yeah, I wrote a novel about the Hamptons, and that's what brought me to L.A. originally. That came out in about 2008. So I optioned it for television. It had about nine lives. Kelly Riddle is doing it most recently for Freeform. But you know what? It brought me to L.A., and I've been sort of back and forth for about 15 years now. That's amazing that something based on the Hamptons would bring you to L.A., and your reasoning is sound. It makes sense. Absolutely. But it was very nice to sort of dive right in. I worked at less um, LA Confidential. I worked at Modern Luxury. I was at Variety, covered a lot of food and dining, a lot of culture and arts and entertainment, you know, running award season and premieres. So um, right now at LA Magazine, it's so nice to be able to like bring all of that to the table. So Jasmine, before we get into the food writing and Giada and all the food event yeah. and stuff, just because I'm a 49ers fan, so I'm hurting today. It's the day yeah. after the Super Bowl. The, the salts in the wounds is being rubbed around. Just just how long after you wrote your book did it get optioned uh, by, the, uh, by the network? You know, it, it had a couple false starts. I had optioned it to Fox and to... God damn it. So it's been like, it's been a long time running. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think it's, I've had like three different film, film and TV deals in the last 10 years. So, how about you? Congratulations. I'm really happy for you. Brian, how about you? Oh, it's been 10 years and not a nibble. Okay. For my best selling memoir about cheating death. But I want you know who's keeping track. Well, you never know. And and what's so funny is like people ask me, I'm working on another book right now. If you give me the option, I'm a writer. Like if you if you're like, do you want like a, a best selling TV show or do you want a book? Like I have nothing to think about. So um so I just, you know, focus on the best products that you can make and sometimes Hollywood bites and sometimes it takes a while. But you know, it is sometimes it does. Yeah. You know, I love covering I- authors though. Like that's something I really try to focus on in the magazine is because I feel like once a project is developed, the authors kind of cut out and nobody yeah really cares. Um, so, you know, we've done a lot with book adaptations. We did Killers of the Flower Moon, where we had actual photos from the book. Um, so we did that. We did um, just we have something actually coming out in our next issue, which I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about, but it's a Leanne Moriarty project. 
that's coming out next month, Apples Never Fall. And we have one of the nice. stars from that. So oh. as much as I can highlight authors, that's always a big um, initiative of mine. That's, and hope, that's nice. fine. Hopefully yours will be up there at some point too. Fingers crossed. <laughs> well, and, and Brian, I think Jasmine said it best, which sometimes Hollywood bites and sometimes Hollywood bites. Yeah, Hollywood really bites. <laughs> So Jasmine, you were at the Best New Restaurants event. Am I getting that correct? Yes. So this was our January issue um, with Jada on the cover. Um, we had a lovely cover story, which I wrote. I got to sit down with her. And um, we also honored our Best New Restaurants that opens in 2023. The so this was a great was- yeah, it was a great event. We were both there. Uh, we must have missed you amongst the 600 people that were there. <laughs> I wonder but how that happened. <laughs> but it was so good. And there were so many cool... Had you been to any of the restaurants in person? Yes. And I will run you through those. But what's something really cool that we did in this issue is that, you know, previously they just had that food feature, but we had our normal every month we have an eat section. Mm -hmm. So we decided to do that as well in this issue. So it gave us an opportunity to cover even more restaurants and more people that, you know, were then able to participate in this event. So it was just like a great celebration overall of, you know, some of the best new restaurants and then like some of the older restaurants because we actually had to turn people away, which was kind of crazy because we had so many people that wanted to be involved in this. Oh my God. Um, But we had 25 restaurants. Um, So some of my favorites, and then I want to hear what you guys thought. Um, Bar Chalu was, you know, a big deal when it opened in Pasadena. It's chef Doug Rankin who came from Twan Mac. um, And so Eater did a list this year of their favorite restaurants, like the best restaurants that opened all over the country. And this was the only one from LA to give you an idea of just the sensation that this restaurant was. Um, And it's very vegetable forward. They do have a trout, a rainbow trout, if you go in there that I really love. But um, it's very vegetable forward. He did his carrot dish with peanuts and potatoes. And he was there himself, Doug, who was just talking to everyone. So that was definitely... Brian and I, I was just telling Brian, there was a couple carrot dishes at the event. And I said, it takes some real chutzpah to come say, here's a carrot, come try our restaurant. And those were among my favorite. They were delicious. I love that. Well, the other carrot one that I think you're talking about is at Ardor West Hollywood, which um, is an older restaurant. It wasn't in our package because it had opened, you know, before 2023. Um, But I have been a really big fan of the chef, John Frazier. He's also very vegetable forward. If you guys like fresh vegetable dishes, Mm. it's at the West Hollywood Edition Hotel. So he served um, that. And also they have a famous milk bread. I don't know if you tried that with... um, Oh, yeah, yeah. You cannot forget. I, I sh- before Brian could answer, "Do you want some?" I just shoved it into his mouth. Yeah. It was incredible. It was that was like a mini version. Yeah, yeah. yeah. incredible. Um, yeah, Brian and I just gave our favorites, but uh, among them were Uchi yes. and Didi and yes. Donna. And, I love uh, Donna because so we went as a team, like our about four of us from the magazine went to Echo Park. And that's a really hard reservation right now. Oh, wow. um, and it kind of was one like usually PR firms will pitch us these restaurants. But that was one that was really word of mouth that grew and grew and grew. It's modeled after like an East Coast red sauce joint. So I was a little surprised when I saw what they chose to serve because I was picturing, you know, their pastas, their right. soup form, like that's what they're known for. But this was like a salmon mousse cannoli that I thought was just so yeah. fabulous. They took uh, a big swing. Uh, we loved it. Yeah, that was on my list of my top favorites. It was so unexpected and so yes. delightful. I was like, I don't know how this is going to go. And I tasted it and like, oh, it's going really well. Absolutely. And then some other ones that were on our best restaurant list. Castellania is in, it's a Mediterranean restaurant in Woodland Hills. That was one of my favorites. Yes. And so I feel like, right, people on our team went back like multiple times. It was a pasta and a vodka sauce, like a shell. So that was really great. Um, great. Charcoal Sunset. So that's Chef Josiah Citroen, who's like a Mm -hmm. famous, like two Michelin starred chef. He's got Melise, Dear John's. He's got um, Brian's favorites. Mm-hmm. So, not too far from our house where I live. And we that's a place we go uh, probably more often than not. 
Yeah. And so he did his famous cabbage dish, which again, we actually highlighted that in the magazine. That was our suction opener one month and we had a big cabbage. I mean, people are probably thinking cabbage, really? But that's actually like one of his famous dishes. He does everything on live fire and he had lamb too. So people really loved that. And then I think think Espelette was the other one that I highlighted as being one of my favorites. Yeah. You know, so... What I really love about that restaurant at the Waldorf, um, Chef Steve Benjamin took over for Jean George when he left. And, but he had been there like the whole time with him. Mm-hmm. And now he's really shining. Um, you know, they were at our last food events as well, but that's always a favorite of mine here. He did like the beef tartare, you know, yeah, with truffle the the yeah. and then they had like a fun truffle dessert, but that's definitely a favorite one of mine as well. Um, Lavo, speaking of like pastas Italian, Lavo is from New York. I'm from New York too. So I'm kind of always partial to the New York brands. But like at our last event they did, they have these like famous like giant meatballs. Like it's one big meatball. And so last time they did their meatballs, but this time they did something a little bit different. They had their grilled octopus, which I thought was great. And they had yes. these mini, they had these mini, so that chocolate layer cake with peanut butter. I don't know if you tried that. Oh, we did. That's another of their um, signature dishes. So I was so surprised to see that. And they were such cute little servings. Here's how yeah. good it was. I remember Gina talking to you while we were tasting it. Octopus is one of my least favorite foods, oh, yeah. just texture-wise. And even the taste is another here nor there. It was so good. I actually finished the whole thing. I was like, this is great. Okay. I'll tell you how good I thought it was. After I, I lived in Greece for a short time. People are drawing octopus, octopi in the doorways, very used to eating it, not a problem. After that effing documentary, My Octopus Teacher, mm. uh, I couldn't eat it anymore. And I sure. also ate my entire portion of the one. <laughs> well, you ate that genius crustacean. <laughs> well, that's right, that genius mollusk. Mollusk. That's right. So it was that good. I, I, I put my principles on a shelf so I could finish that because it was so good. Wow. And then did you try some cocktails or wine or? I, yeah, cocktail. I tried a few. Oh, we did oh, actually. Did we, did, we, did uh, we did a mezcal shot together. Mezcal drink. Yeah, that. And there was, uh, I grabbed one of the, um, uh, it was either tequila or mezcal. I think it was mezcal that was served in the uh, plastic coupes. Uh, I'm forgetting the name off the top of my head, but it was great. And then we did a mezcal uh, shot that was really, really good. Oh, it was really good. And I had the the lemon martini. Um, oh, yeah. Beautiful cocktail book with those beautiful illustrations. Yes. Oh my gosh, that was really good. What was that? Casamigos? The Casamigos Cristalino. Yes, yes, yes. What was it? That oh, that. Was it. Yeah, that was. It was just the whole event, and I. That's why I was saying before you came on. You know, I got so many comments from people saying, "Oh, I wish I lived in L.A." This is this is something you make a special trip for. This is something you fly in for. This oh event gosh. is something you fly in for. Absolutely. Well, my favorite cocktail. So Dante at um, the Mayborn Beverly Hills, that's like a world famous bar. They've like mm-hmm. won awards for North America. So they came here. It's this Australian couple that brought it here. Um, and they're known for their Negronis. Like they've won cocktail Gosh. awards. And so they had a chocolate Negroni, which was I got to try, which was great. But if you go there, they have a Negroni cart at the restaurant. And this month they're doing a special, they're doing a collaboration with bars in Mexico City. So it's this pop-up event. And each week it's a different like famous bar from Mexico City. So if you go Monday oh to God. Wednesday for the entire month of February, you can try some of these amazing bars. Oh, That's you know what? You just from your description, Jasmine, I'm pretty sure I've been there. It's in Beverly oh. Hills, right? It's in Beverly Hills, right? Yes, in Beverly Hills in the Mayborn Hotel. Yeah, um, there's, is there the a restaurant like next door or something? Next door to the Mayborn? No, no, no. Sorry. The the way it's set up, if I remember correctly, there's like a bar and then you walk through a hallway to get to a yeah. restaurant. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. I, I've been there. Oh, uh, yeah. Did you like it? Yeah, of course. It's really good. It's very transporting. And in New York, it's like more of a bar, but here it's a restaurant. I think it's one of the most exciting things that have opened in the last year. Um, But definitely their drinks, get the Negroni. Any of their cocktails are great. It was it was such a wonderful event. And something we kept saying is, you know, I'm a little bit of a homebody. You know, I don't go out every, you know, Wednesday like a Rockefeller, like Brian and his wife do. So for me to be able to try 25 restaurants in one night and be able to tell you exactly what their best dish is was was worth everything. 
Absolutely. No, it was so nice to see so many of our restaurants. And then like some others that were on our list, we had a casual section, you know, because there are so many, you know, it's hard to evaluate fine dining versus casual. So we had a couple from like our casual section, which was like Thai central cuisine and saucy chick goat mafia. So it was sort of nice to have those alongside Atla Venice was another one that was honored in our top 10. Mm -hmm. It's um, a Mexican from, you know, a famous chef who has Damian in downtown LA. So it was really nice to have them participate and Bar Bar is a new Indian restaurant in downtown LA. We, you know, our office is in downtown LA. So we kind of like the... Your your hometown crew. The only the only restaurant I have to say unequivocally I was incredibly disappointed in was Mr. T, because by the time I got there, theirs was closed. Oh no. I was so yeah, I know. You thought I was gonna say that. Was that the one at the end that was like closing up the shop? And I was so excited for Mr. T and I said, Oh, it's our fault. We walked too slow and we ate too much. So we didn't get to that end and I heard it was awesome. Well, you know what? My very good friend does the PR and I'm sure she would love to have you in and I'm gonna tell you what to order there. So Thank you. It comes from Paris, you know, it that the brand comes from Paris. Yeah, yeah. And they have um it's kind of like an elevated take on Parisian street. Street food. Mm. They play rap music, like old school rap music. It's just such a fun vibe. But they have a special mac and cheese that they torch. They'll come around, and that's Ooh. like to die for. So, Gina, I'm gonna I'm gonna set you up, and you'll have to report back on what you think oh. of the mac and cheese. Thank you. I'm. You know, sometimes it pays to be the squeaky wheel, Brian. I like mac and cheese. I like mac and cheese too. I don't know why Gina's gonna have the law here. <laughs> oh, then, that's awesome. And then like a couple other ones, we had Loretto, which was in our top 10. And that's like in Frogtown. And it's amazing Mexican from the La Cha 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 people. We had Zentos, which was also in our issue Spanish. I don't know if you guys got to try that. There was like a mussel. It was a skewer. We didn't. Yeah. The line was too long. Did you? Or was that the no, we skipped? Yeah, I did try that one. Um, oh, and that was very good. Well, apparently everyone else thought so too, because that was like, oh, we got to keep moving. We can't wait. <laughs> And then Jose Andres has two concepts yes. in the Conrad. So this was his fine dining one, um, San Laurel that came in. It was a leek dish and it was amazing. But um, right. yes, very, very excited about him. And um, having, having been to the bazaar years ago, and it's just an amazing experience. I was explaining to Gina at the event, like, not who Jose was, but like, oh, like he, he does really interesting things with food. And uh, it did not disappoint. Well, I'm, he's actually coming back. We had this little, that's actually his little head right here. But so uh. um, we have this coming attraction section in the issue. So people can look forward. He has Bizarre Meat, which is coming back. Oh. But like you said, he had Bizarre. I think it was in, was it the SLS? The SLS. Yeah. The SLS um, in 2008. So this is his big sort of return with the Bizarre brand. So that's something everyone can look forward to. And oh, is, I'm so out of the game, Jasmine. Is the uh, Bizarre gone? It's gone, but it's coming back. Uh, and he does have a, weather. It was a real that. phenomenon. Like, yeah, back in like, oh, wait, whatever it was. Like, it was a hard ticket to get. That was a really popular restaurant. Absolutely. And then just so you guys know, um, uh, Danielle Balud is opening Cafe Balud soon in the Mandarin Oriental. And this is going to be his Big West debut. He's like a huge French chef in New yeah. York. So that'll be a huge one. Marissa Hermer, who has Olivetta um, in West Hollywood, is opening Lalu, which is going to be in the former Ago space. That's a big oh. opening. Um, coming soon. So Medeo in West Hollywood. Do you remember there was like the Medeo yeah. space for, I want to say it was like over 80 years yeah. they've had this space. And it's now going to be Stella West Hollywood. And that's coming from Janet Zuccarini, who was kind of the one that started, um, you know, Felix with Evan Funky, who's now like the hottest chef in LA. So, Indeed. Absolutely. So those are some highlights that everyone can look forward to this year. This is so exciting. And and just to um, sort of piggyback onto this, obviously, the Giada event was amazing. Brian got to go. I stayed home and cried. Um, but <laughs> next month, on March 12th, there's another pop-up, right, with Spike Mendelson? I'm so excited about that. Yes, no. The Giada one was great, Brian. Did you try the lemon spaghetti? Oh, it was awesome. Yeah, there were a couple like there were were a couple of lemon inspired dishes. It was a nice little like you know through line for the whole meal. It was great. 
Absolutely. So she's opening restaurants in Arizona. So she kind of was previewing and she even said, like, tell me what you think. You know, um, she had like her lemon pizza. And these are all um, these are all dishes that you can get when she opens in Scottsdale. I want to say in April. There is really nothing good. better than lemon. I mean, yeah. it is. I, I I think it's underused. I I applaud her for basing the entire evening around lemon spaghetti and shrimp sounds like the most decadent, wonderful thing ever. Ever created, but like anything that just can use a little bit of tang and brightness, it's like the perfect garnish. And I, I love that the whole night was centered around that. Yeah, lemon ricotta cookies. Like oh. I feel, but I think oh, the pasta. Oh, she's known for her lemon spaghetti, so that that was definitely. She had a big wheel of it, and she was serving it herself. Like since what? Like when do you get to like be this close to Giada who's serving you her food? So yeah, yeah she's, she's not twirling the pasta and the giant wheel of cheese. Oh, God, that sounds like a dream I had. Giada was there and it was in the cheese, but she wasn't just sitting there, you know, not wanting to get her hands dirty. She was in there and doing her thing. I mean, I saw all the videos. She could not have been more accessible and lovely seeming. Exactly. Exactly. So and then I'm excited for our next one. Oh, oh yeah. You have, can you give us a preview of what we might expect uh, from the uh, Spike event? Yeah, you know, I don't know if you were fans of Spikes on Top Chef. But um, he was a contestant on Top Chef. You know, I think it's going to be a little bit more casual, like um, like pizza, burgers, like that type of thing. Um, nice. I got no problem yeah. with that. Exactly. So that is and happening. Let's see. Do we have these March twelfth? Okay, March Tuesday. 12th. Tuesday, March 12th, 6 to 8.30, tickets available at lamag.com. And if it's anything like Giada, um, don't wait to decide last minute if you're getting those tickets. Yeah, no, I mean, a lot of our staff couldn't even come because, you know, it's just sold out and everybody wants to go. And so definitely want to come to that one. And it's nice because that's the bottom floor. It's the restaurant in our office building. Um, so engine company. So they kind of transform that into a pop-up and it's just, it's really festive and it's a great experience. Yeah, it's it such is. a great idea. Uh, Jasmine, thank you so much for joining us and just shitting... so fun. Oh, we're like, we like that one thing with the red uh-huh. thing. You're like, no, okay, this is who you're talking about. Let me translate for the people. So thank you. This is, we, we can't wait to talk to you more. I mean, we didn't even get to talk to you about being a deputy editor and and writing and all of the things about your personal life. So we hope that you'll come back and join us and we can sort of make, make highlight your sort of TED talk. Absolutely. Well, thank you. I hope we've made everyone sufficiently hungry. Indeed. Done I'll see done. you on March 12th. That's exactly right. Thank you so much. And thank you to everybody uh, listening to the show. Of course, at Bob Brian, at Gina Grad across all social media. Like, subscribe, let people know we are still around because people are still going, where are you and Brian? Where, where have you been? Did someone hit you with something heavy? Do you blink twice if you need us? So yes, Brian and Gina show, please join our community. And we can't wait to talk to you guys next week. Thank you for listening to The Brian and Gina Show. To get in touch with the hosts or buy their books, hit them up at at baldbrian and at Gina Grad on Twitter and Instagram or by email at podcasts at lamag.com. To get connected with LA Magazine, hit them up at at lamag on Twitter and Instagram. Talk soon.